It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's hot time. We had a hot time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. I was on the road again for this week's podcast. This time, I cruised to LA for the opening of Paragon Space, a cannabis co-working space in Hollywood. If you aren't in the cannabis business, you probably don't realize just how difficult it is to establish operations and rent office space. The team behind Paragon built a beautiful, functional space where entrepreneurs, brands, and businesses can come together to collaborate, network, and build a stronger cannabis community. Jen, one of my besties, who also happens to be a former cohort from my sports marketing days, joined me for the evening. I needed an extra set of hands to take on the social piece, and she took some great shots, so be sure and check out the show notes to see the faces behind these cannabis brands that I interviewed. I was also excited for her to attend her very first cannabis industry event. Jen is a real skeptic when it comes to the touted benefits of my favorite plant, so I was curious to see her response. After scoping out Paragon Space, Jen and I posted up in the lounge to chat with Jess Versteeg, the founder and CEO of Paragon, and a few of her cannabis industry guests that were in attendance. My goal for this podcast is to pull back the curtain and showcase the people behind the brands and what motivates them. These are the people in the trenches with me working tirelessly to change the face of the cannabis culture. I hope you're inspired by their stories. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one. 
Jess, thank you so much for having me at the opening of your party, Paragon Space. Thank this you. is outstanding. Thank you for coming. Yeah, there's so there's a couple of dispensaries in San Francisco that I would go and work from, and I would joke to people and say, it's kind of like my own little we work for cannabis. Oh, my gosh. And then when I saw what you were doing, I'm like, yes. We this have is the a, same vision. This is so great. And so I, but this is better because that was actually a smoking lounge that I was using as my workspace yeah. and taking meetings in. And, and there were people coming in and out, and it would be really loud. And so it's like what you've done here is so needed, and Thank I'm you. very excited. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming, by the way. Yes, of course. So I'm doing a segment called Faces of Cannabis. So if you'll just tell the podcast listeners who you are, your companies, and how you got involved in cannabis, and we'll start there. Yeah. So I'm Jessica Versteg, the founder and CEO of Paragon. And I got into the industry... Well, my company is a few different things. Uh, I have an actual space, which is where you're at now, our co-working space for cannabis companies. And then I also have a blockchain space or blockchain that tracks cannabis from seed to sell. Um, And the way that I got into crypto was just very early. I was being rebellious and didn't want to do what my dad said by investing in mutual funds or CDs or, or anything. And I found this thing called Bitcoin. And I said, Dad, this is what I want to put my money in. I think that this is the future. Turns out that it actually was true. And, and that's kind of where that went on. And, and as time went on and I became obsessed with the crypto that I was buying and how it was going up and going down and who else was involved in it, I started to learn more about blockchain and the DLT. And... And from there, I just it it just was like imagine if somebody told you about Google or about the internet, and before anyone else understood, you you yeah. will become so obsessed because you realize this will change everything in the future. Yes. So that's kind of I went into that path in tracking cannabis from seed to sell because it's just a normal it's an, the normal evolution to go from what they were doing on seed to sell to what they're doing now and mm-hmm. to where we will be with seed to sell. Uh, so that's one part of Paragon. And then the other part is this co-working space. And the way I got into this is that I had a, another cannabis company called AU Box. And with that cannabis company, I could never find office space that was affordable or in a safe area or a landlord that wanted to rent to me. I was just running into all of these obstacles. And I realized that there's a market for cannabis companies and they deserve to have a fair starting ground just like everyone else. If it costs $4.99 a month to rent an office space that we work for them, it should cost $4.99 a month for them to rent from us, which is just down the street from WeWork. And I love WeWork, by the way. But unfortunately there, you just can't bring your cannabis stuff there. Right. So uh, that's that's how I got into it. I just saw that there was a space that needed to be formed and, and it's co-working for cannabis startups this way you can have somewhere safe affordable turn to your neighbor and say what do you think about this new regulation how does it affect me what are you doing about it what is your lawyer saying you can turn to another person behind you and say hey my grower's crop just got burnt down in these California fires do you know where I can buy more OG Kush and have it by next week you can't do that in a Starbucks or right. at WeWork because you don't really know who the person is next to you uh, so I wanted to give them all of this, like I said, safe, affordable, networking place to work. From. Yeah, great collaborative space. Thank you. So if you can do us a solid and give us the language to explain 
Bitcoin and blockchain. Yeah. And because I overheard you talking to someone about it earlier, and I'm like, you know, I understand it, but not well enough to talk about it. Okay. So when you just said everything you did, I'm like, people are going to have questions that I can't answer. So what's the... So Bitcoin, the easiest way to explain this is we're from the same generation. Imagine this generation younger than us. We've all used Venmo. They for sure have always only used Venmo and PayPal. And they've always used crypto playing World of Warcraft. They're buying skins for their guns. They're buying coats for their members that they've that they're playing with they use crypto and it's just a digital transaction they do not touch paper money at all so for that generation that's who this is really for the older generation it's difficult for them to kind of get into this and i i say that because you think of our grandparents do your grandparents still use their checkbook oh yes mine too Mm -hmm. so it's you're never gonna say grandma can you venmo me some extra cash for babysitting your dog or whatever it is. It's never going to happen. She's going to get out her checkbook or maybe even pay you in dollars. And it's just weird. And then we're like, God, what do I do with these dollars? I guess I can tip someone. But what do you even do with cash nowadays? Go to the strip club. Yeah, or that. That's a fun thing. (laughs) Um, By the way, in Vegas, there's one that takes crypto. You can tip them in crypto. Oh, wow. You should look that up. So (laughs) it's a generational difference. But... For the future, these children, these kids, this new generation, they understand that Bitcoin is their money. Unlike the dollar that if it burns in a fire, you can print more. If our government decides to make more, they can make more. Um, If our government falls, I mean, look at the Tasmanian devil we have in office now. If he creates some sort of civil war here, our dollar which is backed by nothing, will just crash even more. And that's why you want this crypto. So this younger generation, they don't care about the dollar. They're not using the dollar. They're used to crypto. Now it's normal for them to grow up. It's time to go to college. They want to pay for their college in crypto. They want to buy their car in crypto. They want to pay for their books and classes and everything in crypto, dog food, whatever it is. Why would they want to touch this money that's worthless to them and and not backed by anything? And with cannabis not being federally legal then you're creating a whole opportunity for businesses in this space. Absolutely. By the way, I'm very high. I don't even know if I should Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm rambling. I'm like, I smoked a lot tonight, and I do not know if I'm rambling. You know what? It's funny because I went out there. I was like, I want to hit that bong, but then I was like, you know, bad idea. Joanne. I already bad did a idea. few times, and I just <laughs> did a few interviews, and I'm like, oh, my God. Anyway, so Bitcoin is just a currency for the future. It's for the first time ever that people will be able to hold the value and control their own currency. They have the power for the first time. Think of it. It's always been a government that's controlled our money. It's always been a government that says, or a bank that says, you're going to Europe and you're going to wherever the these things that they called shithole countries that we don't like. Okay, you who's going to Europe, good for you. Spend what you want. You called us ahead of time and told us how you're going to spend your money and where it is. You that went to this quote-unquote shithole country, you forgot to tell us. We don't like that country. We don't trust it. We're going to freeze your account. You're going to have to wait until American banks open, and you're going to have to call us and beg us to let you use your own money again. Yeah. Whereas Bitcoin, I can go anywhere. A shithole country... (laughs) <laughs> I hate the way that sounds, but that's what they're calling them. Right. Or I can go to London and and I can spend it however the heck I want to spend it. And no one is telling me how or yeah. when or why. 
Yeah, That's I love it. It's empowering. It's very yeah. empowering. And I think that this is why government doesn't want to jump on board because they want to be in control. Think oh, yeah. of it. It's why religion is created. It's why it's why our government our government wants us to be under their power. And I think that sometimes they forget that we elect them into office and they work for us to make our lives better, to encourage innovation. Mm-hmm. And they get power hungry and they, they start to think that they want to tell us what to do and they want to keep controlling how we're spending our money. So, yeah, yeah it is very empowering. So, you just, you're a little bit high. <laughs> what is your favorite strain right now? Oh, my God. I don't think it's possible to have a favorite strain. I always find it weird when people say that. I, Honestly, see, for me, it's very seasonal. Like, that is you know, so I'm like, true. I will, right now, like... Uh, passion fruit. You're my kind of girl. I'm a farmer's market kind of girl. I'm like, whatever's in season. But also for me, it's more, I prefer anything indica because I just love to relax. I work nonstop and relaxing is a very important part of my night. So anything indica, um, I don't know. I love all strains. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful plant. My mom. It's like someone asked me, what's your favorite tea? I have no fucking idea. I love all tea. Well, it was hilarious. So I'm talking to my mom when I'm driving down here. So when I'm on long road trips, it's when I can finally like check in with her. And we're talking and and she's she's getting, she lives in Texas, but she still smokes pot. And she was telling me, she was like, "I, I don't know what this stuff is, but she's like, do you want to, you know, Wine and weed are the same for me. There's not any one of them that I don't like. Ah! <laughs> I'm like, Mom, I yes. That. I love your mom. Perfect. She's amazing. <laughs> so do you have a favorite product right now, an infused product that's out there that you're really excited about? I know there's I mean, some cool ones here. I haven't got so a time. There are so many. You have to look in this gift bag and you'll see. There are so many amazing products that are working here. So many amazing products that I enjoy buying, that I enjoy following on Instagram. I couldn't say that there's one favorite. Um, gosh, I, I honestly, I can't, I can't. It's like having a few puppies. Who's your favorite puppy? Yeah. You love them all so much. <laughs> that it's just impossible to pick a favorite. Um, but I will say my favorite thing is edibles. Okay. Yeah, edibles right. are my favorite. I also love to vape. Um, I need the instant gratification, so I do a little layering thing. So I'll, like, get oh. high while I'm eating my edibles. So, like, when that, when the that high starts too. fading off, then the other one kicks in, and you're like, oh, yeah, nice ride. This feels yeah. good again. <laughs> yeah, I do that too sometimes. So the people that mostly listen to Casually Bake the Podcast, they're newbies or they're people oh, that are newbies. They're trying to evolve into more responsible Amazing. people using cannabis for wellness. So do you have a highly responsible tip that you'd like to share with people new to cannabis? My highly responsible tip is to definitely check your products. Make sure that you know if it's organic or not. Make sure that you... Look at where it came from, how it was grown, were there pesticides used, because this is something you're putting into your own body. And I think that when you are new, or even if you've been in the space for a long time, you're coming into it thinking you're going to go a healthy route. But it can easily go unhealthy if you're, imagine if you smoke something that is covered in pesticides. These pesticides turn into carcinogenics in your body, and that's 
that's cancer. Mm -hmm. And we need to move away from that as a community. It's the same for any food industry. Uh, You want something organic and local. So make sure that you guys look for that and ask your bud tenders. Do your research on the products. Be careful with some vapes. Um, These are real responsible tips, especially if you're coming into this industry wanting it to be for a healthy reason or an alternative to painkillers. You want to still take care of your body. Right. Absolutely. So if people want to get involved in Paragon Space and they they want to learn more about it, where do I send people? So we have tons of social media on Instagram. Go to Paragon Space, at Paragon Space. Uh, Go to our website, paragoncoin.com. You can follow me and ask me, Jess Versteg. And... That's how you can learn more. All right. So we're the grand opening parties tonight. Like, are That's we officially tonight. open? Like, we're officially open. Okay. Yeah. Well, I take it back after Labor Day. Okay. That's this weekend, right? This Labor Day. Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My some one of my girls told, she said, "Do I have Labor Day off?" And I said, "When is Labor Day?" <laughs> She's like, "It's now." I said, okay. Yes. Everyone's off for Labor Day. I had no idea. Oh, one of my friends was like, "Hey, do you want to hang out on Sunday or Monday?" I'm like. Um, so Monday is a regular work day for yes. me, unfortunately. So yeah. we have to hang out on Sunday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having us here. Thank you. And I, you've done an amazing job. And thank you, you look amazing. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. Bombshell. Ah, green nails. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love this ring. Oh, it was my grandmother's. Oh, my and God. So it's my girl power ring. So it's ring. vintage. Look, this is vintage as well. I love vintage jewelry. Oh, my yes. God. It makes me happy. And when I'm doing something, you know, I'm like always, my grandmother, oh, yeah. she was a ball buster, man. Well, there you That's a ball so, buster <laughs> ring for sure. <laughs> and it's blue. That's right. All right. Well, thanks for All hanging right, out. Thank you. Thanks so much. Tell me your name and your business and how you got into the cannabis space. My name is Alice Moon, and I've been in the cannabis space for eight years. I joined as a trimmer, then became a bud tender, and then started making bracelets you could smoke out of. Um, It was like the perfect Coachella, a little sneaky way to get your weed in. I was featured by LA Weekly in 2013. And then I started working at another dispensary, started doing edible reviews, and realized that there was a huge need for people to find their edible products. So I spent two years working on a tech company called Swallow. That was the Yelp of edibles. We launched last year in beta, and it helped people find the right product based on their dietary needs and their location. We were up for Dope Magazine Best Tech Award last year, but the ironic thing is my tech never fully worked. So it made me realize people were believing in me and what I'm doing. So I shut down the company in December. There's no way I could compete against weed maps, let's yeah, face it. Right. Um, and so since then, I've been doing creative consulting, influencer work, and events. In May, I produced uh, the California Cannabis Awards, which was the first cannabis event to happen at LA Live. Well, congratulations. <laughs> You've been a very busy girl. So what is your biggest motivator? Helping people. I love the power of the plant. It is just, there's so many things that it can help with. And I really just love teaching people about it um, and letting them know how they can improve their life with cannabis. You know, there's so many different ways. You can smoke it, a topical, eat it, all different ways. It's very exciting. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tell me, what is your favorite strain right now or what's your favorite kind of go-to product? So Pearl Pharma has a strain called Kosher Jack and that is my favorite. It is very energetic, a little too energetic for some people, but I really, really like it. And then... um, Okay, real quick. Kosher Jack. Kosher Jack. And what is the grower? Pearl Pharma. 
Pearl Pharma, okay? Yeah, and then um, Lowell Farms. I love everything that they make. It's all organic, outdoor, grown. Um, love it. Yeah. And um, favorite edible is Breeze Mints. They come in 5 milligram and I believe 20, and you um, absorb it sublingually, so it kicks in quicker. You're more in control of your high. Yeah. And then Papa and Barkley is another one that I love. Do you love their their balm or their everything? Massage oil? I love their tincture. I love their massage oil. I love the balm um, and the patches that they have. I love those as well. Everything they make is phenomenal and it works. <laughs> All right, I like those guys at, at Papa and Barkley. They're they're a good team. So, the people that mostly listen to this show are newbies or they're people that are trying to learn about cannabis for wellness. So do you have one highly responsible tip that you would give to new cannabis consumers? Start low and go slow. Um, a lot of people will take an edible and then after an hour they're like, I didn't feel it. So they eat more. Wait two hours. Uh, start with 2.5 milligrams, very small dose. Wait two hours before you have more. And if you get too high, have some CBD on hand so you can lower your high. Mm-hmm. I give those tips too. <laughs> See, it's not just me. Low dosing is important. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I've had a negative experience myself. So yes. I was like, I don't want anyone else to feel that. Let's, let's teach people how to consume correctly. Yeah, amen. All right, well, thank you so much for yeah. hanging out with me. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And people can find me at The Alice Moon on Instagram. All right, The Alice Moon. Thank Cheers. You. Yeah. For yes, sure. highly responsible. It's my favorite hashtag. Okay, so tell me your name and your brand and how you got into the cannabis space. Cool. Uh, my name's Chancellor Avon. Uh, I'm the president and co-founder of Green Helix. Uh, I got into the cannabis realm uh, back up seven years ago. I was a Division One football player, and I became addicted to opiates. Um, I was addicted to opiates for a little over a year. Um, right around 2010, 2011, when the information started to become mainstream, I had a... Uh, a roommate who cared about me and kind of saw what was going on in my life. And I'm from Texas, so it's really stigmatized in we Texas. We are too! Yeah. <laughs> nice, Texas forever. Um, and, you know, he'd always kind of try to get me to partake, and I just really wasn't about it. And so he put the white paper in front of my face. And I started to see, like, all right, well, this could really have benefits. Like, this is, this is serious. Like, this is... Mm-hmm. Um, it's legitimate. Yeah, and, and I became intrigued. And uh, I was playing at the... Uh, I was playing in New Mexico, and then we went to Colorado. And from that moment, the first time that I smoked um, and, and felt the benefit, uh, I was immediately relieved. Um, and it turned my life up and upside down, really. It was a huge consciousness shift for me because it's like, man, if I've been lied to, there's so many other people that have been lied to. And it became, right then and there, became a passion of mine to like bring light to this. And uh, within... A little over a year of I completely I, I dropped out. I could not. I realized I could not be back in that same environment without turning back to that. Um, I moved to Northern Cal- uh, California and uh, started working as a gardener on a commercial farm, uh-huh. and d- did that for a while. Um, ended up doing my own. When when Colorado became legal, I jumped over to Colorado to just get uh, all above board. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't deal with the with the other stresses yeah, of the, the industry of with, with the, the with the uncertainty of it. Um, and then from there, uh, we, I got into C, I got into hemp and then that's really where we started to pivot, um, Mm -hmm. to CBD about two years ago. And that's kind of where Green Helix started to form and we just became operational, uh, last February. 
Right on. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So your biggest motivator motivator right now, is it to change the culture or to like really preach CBD? Like what's got, what keeps you going? Um, I think a little bit of both, you know, um, uh, definitely a passion of mine is in the industry, but also with educating the public on it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that this is the future. This is the future of, you know, bringing, bringing the, 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 the medicine back in the home per se, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. And plant medicine, it being Correct. like just natural stuff that's created. Yeah. No, uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, that's why at Green Helix, you know, we took the different uh, elements that CBD helps out with: mm-hmm. sleep, stress, pain management, and immune function. And we built out our own proprietary herbal blends with using uh, other adaptogenic and clinically studied herbs, mm-hmm. and supercharge it with high dosage CBD. Right on. Yeah, nice. and then we divided the company into two different sections: being one the ingestible side, and then the other one Helix Beauty, which is our uh, our skincare and topical line, mm, nice. which is uh, pretty elaborate. Okay, so tell me where people find your products. Um, so we're in all the Airwans in Southern California. What's your and, website? And, uh, green uh, GreenHelix.com. www.GreenHelix.com, and our Instagram is green.helix at green.helix. Okay. Right on. So what is your favorite strain or your favorite product right now? Oh, favorite strain. I would either have to say Sunday Driver by the Jungle Boys or uh, Purple Punch. Ooh. Yeah. You know, it's so crazy. Where do you live right now? I live in Venice Venice Beach, California. Okay, because the strains that you have access to here are completely different than the strains that I have access to. Where I live in Oakland in the Bay Area, so I'm always curious, like, Traveling to different places and being like, you know, what? Because it's different for everyone, definitely, and all definitely. farmers have their own. Even if you get Blue Dream here, it's going to be different than Blue Dream, and correct because yeah. it's like it's a farmed plant, and it depends on the farmer's green thumb and all that good stuff. It so, is. tell our listeners, they're newbies or they're trying to make that transition into cannabis for wellness. Like, what's one highly responsible tip that you have for them? And don't say start low and go slow because they, they've been hearing that a lot. I, I would say um, if, if you're a newbie starting out, I would say pair CBD with, with your cannabis. Yes, that is a good tip. You know, uh, it'll help your body use it more efficiently and it won't be so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. That's a great tip. All right. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, where in Texas are you from? From uh, West Texas. So am I. All right, where are you from? From a little uh, pla- little place outside Lubbock, Texas. I'm from a little place close to Post, Texas. I'm from Jayton. Jayton, I'm from Plainview. <gasps> How close is that? That's pretty close. Within an hour, yeah. about an hour. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, West Texans in the house. I went to the Flying Queens basketball camp. Wayland, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. From the time I was seven or eight years old through high school. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's nice to know that some of us are out here doing it. Oh, yeah. heck yeah! I'm like, no, this needs to happen. But I've yeah. turned all of my Texas family members into proponents of cannabis Same. for wellness. Same, absolutely. At first, they were looking at me like I was the black sheep of the family, and some people wouldn't talk to me. But now, it's uh, the conversation's definitely shifted mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, now you're the smartest person in the room. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> asking me questions, and you know, grandma's you know got her rheumatoid arthritis all fixed up, and you know, right. it's, it's happening. Well, right on. It's really been a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Sure. I'm from Siberia. Wow. And tell me your name and your... My name is Sergey. I'm from Siberia. I came here like about five years ago. I was studying... My English was actually zero. I couldn't speak any word. 
So I was studying in the private school. I was studying English for one year. After I transferred to college and then I transferred to university, private university to study entrepreneurship. So I won some uh, startup events. I was teaching kids how to be successful entrepreneur. Then I realized that cannabis business is growing. Mm -hmm. So I quit my university. But during the first semester, I, uh, uh, I made a business plan for the company. I have a company called Magic Pipe. Magic Pipe. Yep. Okay. Tell so, me about Magic Pipe. Yep. Uh, I opened this company exactly one and a half year ago, uh, 2017, March or February. So, and uh, I started this business with very low income, but right now we are about in uh, 70 to 100 dispensaries in the LA area. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty successful, I think, for one year. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and so your, your magic pipe is in, you said, 70 dispensaries in the Los, greater Los Angeles area right now? Yes, Los Angeles, more dispensaries, like uh, some dispensaries in the San Diego area, Orange County, North Hollywood, Sacramento, uh, San Francisco. Okay, so you're all, all, all over California all over right now. Cal yes. Way to go. So what is a magic pipe? Magic pipe is, the, is just the way how you live, you know? Because we have a slogan, the slogan is live free. Live free. So because this, like, a, you know, we had like a long time ago, golden rush. Mm -hmm. Right now it's a green rush. Yes. And um, because of the regulation, before, like, uh, uh, the government and everybody tell us that, oh, you cannot smoke, you're going to go to jail or something else. And uh, I created Magic Pipe and we have a Native American on the logo. It represents that, and uh, we, we have a slogan, live free, it represents that we don't have to worry about this because the cannabis, it actually don't destroy lives. You can smoke and you can feel free. You can just live your life positively, you know? Yeah. So is Magic Pipe a device? Like, what does it look like? Uh, to, like describe we, this to me. Uh, we have a disposable spray pens. We have a cartridges. We have batteries. We have syringes. We also uh, manufacture our own oil. Okay, so you're From a full-on, okay, so yes. you are an infused product, you're not an ancillary product, you're not, no. okay, got it, okay. So we have a f two, fa two facilities, we manufacture everything, we manufacture for some different brands too, but I cannot give you the name. Yeah, that's okay. Um, and yeah, we do white label, we do all kind of service, we help people to provide the packages, to create the packages, to make a design for their own brand, people come to us, ask us the consultation, how to open cannabis line and... We help them. Okay, right on. So, what is your favorite strain or favorite cannabis product right now? So, right now, basically, I'm a kind of old school. Even I'm young, but I prefer flowers. Me too. If I smoke, I like flowers. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, oil is natural, of course. But flowers, it has different taste. But also, vape, in my opinion, vape is 21st century, is more convenient. You can bring it to the like cinema. You can smoke it in the street. You can mm -hmm. bring it to the airplane. I know. I know it's not illegal, but you know, uh, <laughs> maybe yeah. when it's gonna be in the federal level legal, you can bring it to the plane. So we have many fruity flavors like watermelon, blueberry, pineapple, sour apple, fruit punch. And uh, so if you smoke, you feel only like a fruity flavors, like a hookah. You know, if yeah. you smoke hookah or just vape, you feel like a fruity, but it it gets you high. Yeah, I don't love those things, I won't lie, but what flower are you loving right now? What flower? Yeah, what's your favorite strain? Uh, I like green crock. Okay, you know, I keep thinking 
that they are eventually going to just have to totally change that name. There are some people that are calling, instead of Green Crack in the Bay Area, there's some people that are calling it Green Energy. But that yes. whole, you know, so I, I but they, they're still calling it Green Crack here in L.A. Yeah. Right on. Green Crack. I like San Fernando Valley, too, because mm-hmm. it's not far from here. So SFVOG? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. And Skywalker. Skywalker, King Louis, also good. Blue Dream is always good for me. Like yeah. King Louis is great for me in the evening. Like, King what, Louis, yes. down, get Just ready wind, for bed. Yes, exactly, yes. exactly. <laughs> the same, you know? Like, totally. Yeah. Sour Diesel. I like Sour Diesel sometimes. But uh, I like Sunshine Sherbet. Like a hybrid. Ooh, Sometimes yes. I like hybrid. You know, if I want a like mixed feeling, yes. Yeah. But Sunset it depends. Sherbet's one of my favorites. Yes, it depends how I feel. It depends on my mood. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah, and you know what? That's an important point because, you know, we go through phases. Like I find one that I work really well on, and I'll use that up. And then you, you know, exactly. you try something else out. But the idea being that there is no one size fits all in cannabis. Like you always have to be like. What's my set and my setting and what am I trying to get out of this? And so, you, you know, my favorite strain, I may smoke three or four different ones a day, depending on where I am and what I'm doing. So for the newbies that listen to Casually Baked, the podcast, do you have a highly responsible tip that you want to share with us? Uh, for the newbies? Yeah, somebody that's just onboarding into cannabis or they want to try it and they're for kind sure, of on the fence. Sure. What's I want to talk as well about the edibles especially for the newbies, you know. Edibles takes like a longer time to, cons- like if you consume it, it takes longer time to digest it. So if you smoke, you feel it right away. Like boom, you're high. Mm-hmm. If you digest it, a lot of people make mistakes when they consume like one piece or two pieces and they feel, oh, in 30 minutes, one hour, oh, I don't feel anything. Let's, let me take two more, you know. And after that, they like, boom, that's it. <laughs> yes. They just fell, you know, like they unconscious. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the, like, a, the, I think, very big tip and very important. Just take it, wait, because you don't know how your digesting system works, you know? Like, if, if it's fast, metabolism is fast or slow, you know? Or if you just eaten. Or, or you just eating, right, right, right. Yes, this is about the variables. About the smoking stuff, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it depends. If you like flowers, if you like pipes, if you like vapes. There's but something for everybody. Just there is something. If you like dabbing, if you like join, you can make join with oil, with flowers, and you can mix it up everything. Yeah, yeah, that that might make some newbies. But just slow don't smoke a lot and don't drive. Yes, don't smoke and drive. Okay, good tips. Well, thanks for hanging out with me. Thank you very much. And good luck to you in your magic pipe. Thank you very much. So tell me your name and where you're from and what you do in the cannabis space and how you got here. Sure. So my name is Sam Zartoshti. I'm from a small town outside of Los Angeles called Agora Hills. And I think it's the most beautiful place in the world. You should definitely go there sometime. And how I started in the cannabis industry was a bit industry, a bit in- interesting. I did a, a lot of gray market stuff that we don't necessarily need to talk about. But yeah. about two and a half years ago, I started looking for real jobs in the industry, and um, it was a bit of a challenge to find a real job. Mm-hmm. I ended up interviewing with an investment firm called the Arcview Group, and instead of a job, unfortunately, I didn't get that, but they connected me with an accelerator called Canopy Boulder, and they decided to give me some money to move up to Berkeley and start a company, and that company was a job platform, so that's kind of what we've been working on for the past two years as a way to connect 
job seekers with opportunities in the industry. And it's funny enough, you know, we're at Paragon Space and our company is actually called Paragon as well. And okay. so we do, I mean, we're staffing and recruiting, so it's totally different. Um, but Paragon, if you don't know what it means, it means a person or thing with the highest quality of traits. And so that's what we're trying to do is bring high quality people into what we believe is a high quality industry. Right on. I and, take that concept. And yeah. now I know exactly how I know you. Yeah. Because you were that first Berkeley class, right? Yeah, yeah. I saw you do your pitch. Oh, that is awesome. That is audience. so cool. Yeah. I was supposed <laughs> to be in that class and then I, I passed. You know, you ended up only having nine groups yeah. instead of ten. I was going to be the tenth. No way. <laughs> that is crazy. So we would have been like desk neighbors. Yes. That is yeah. so funny. Yeah. What was it for? Was it for this or was it for a different company concept you're working no, on? No, so Casually Baked, I started it as, it's a lifestyle brand, but all about how to teach people to be highly responsible and onboarding into cannabis for wellness. So I created an educational component. So there's the educational kit and then I have a broadcasting degree. So adding the media element to it and being a, a collaborative partner with brands to help them better tell their stories that that can kind of make sense for newbies and so that's that's what I'm doing but then I Sounds just Sounds like a good idea yeah, cuz that's definitely needed. <laughs> right, I was like the hole in the industry for me was in education and of course it's um So I totally this agree. Is my micro- I this totally is my agree. And one thing I don't think I mentioned is we do these events called Blunt Talks that are kind of like TED Talks for cannabis. And I think it'd be great to have you come speak at one of our events in the future because one thing we like to show is this industry isn't just growers and you know people that are touching the plant. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of other ways you can create a career. And you said like you have a broadcasting degree, is that what mm-hmm. you said? So yes. it's like people that are you know, going to school, getting a broadcasting degree. I don't think they're thinking I can get into the cannabis industry, but I think you'd inspire a lot of people. Right and on. that's kind of like what we do with our events. It's kind of like educate, inspire, and I think we're very yeah. in synergy with what we're trying to do, just right doing on. it in slightly different ways. I think you're right, Sam. I'm, I'm <laughs> in. I'll do it. Just let me know. <laughs> Tell me where to be. I've got a place to stay in Solvay. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> so tell me... Like, what's your biggest motivator right now? So we're at full-on legalization now, and things are going really fast and furious. So for you, like, what's really driving you to, to keep your legs under you right now? Because I keep telling people, I feel like I'm running downhill right now. And trying to keep my legs and not crash and burn is, like, my main objective. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. And I definitely agree. And I think... For me, my biggest motivator is really, and this might sound um, a little bit weird, but it's kind of, it's really just fairness and equality. And um, I think it starts with cannabis, sure. Um, You know, in my high school and where I'm from, we didn't have the D.A.R.E. program. We had something called the STAR program. And I mean, my high school, if you played a sport, you got drug tested. And I played two sports and I was on student council. So my senior year of high school, I was carrying around fake pee every single day. And um, I just think stuff like that. And I'm sure there's plenty of worse stories with people, you know, Mm -hmm. going to jail. But I have a lot of friends that got kicked out of school. Um, Their education, their whole lives were completely changed because of a plant. And I think, again, there's people that they got thrown into jail and experienced a lot worse. But I think that's what really motivates me is fairness. And I think that comes from education and letting the rest of the world know that we're all normal people. There's some crazy ones in this industry, but most of us are normal. Yeah, there's some um, crazy ones in every industry. Right? (laughs) So 
I think that's like the first thing. And the second thing is really kind of similar, but I mean, what I didn't explain is to our job platform, we mask personal information for all of the candidates that apply for jobs. So there's no name, age, gender, race. And for us, we feel like discrimination is a huge problem. It's like really just not just in this industry, it's a huge problem in general. Absolutely. So that's something, I mean, it kind of goes back to fairness and equality, but we want to give everyone a fair chance to really be in this industry and thrive and that's what's really motivating me and what's yeah. like driving us to do this. And I, I like that you do that. So someone is evaluated strictly on their experience and their expertise. That's great. Exactly. And obviously at some point you meet the person, you get on a call, you talk, you see, okay, it's a boy or a girl and you see all this stuff. But that's the idea is we background check them, we vet them, and then we mask all that information because we can like make sure that they're good people and tell the employer, this is a real person, it's a good person, they don't have like a criminal record that you have to worry about. Right. So so yeah. I, I have people periodically reach out to me and say, hey, I live in this other state, I'm interested in getting into the cannabis space, how do I do it? So what is your website? How can people go? Because they can apply for jobs straight through you. Yes. So how can we find you? So our website is joinparagon.us. Okay. And it's again, it's just joinparagon.us. And um, essentially, you can go on there. You can make a profile. You can upload your resume. It's in the very early stages. So some of what I explained to you, um, it's not quite there yet. We're still working on it. But sure. that's the idea of what we're working towards. Right. And we'd love to help anyone we can. Um, and what I always tell people in other states especially if it's a state that has any kind of medical or recreational legalization, or even if it doesn't, is try and create a niche and create something in your state. Mm -hmm. In California, I mean, people have been doing this for years. It's really hard to come in and start something new and be the person. Um, so you really have to find a job and work for someone that did pay that price and make that sacrifice over the past 10, 20 years. Yeah. But with other states, you can be the guy. You, you can be the girl. Excuse yeah. me. You can be the person. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, I think that is what I always try and inspire people. Yeah. I mean, we're a job platform, but if I can inspire someone to do something on their own, that's just as cool to me. So. And I think that's great <laughs> advice. That's absolutely great advice. So tell me just personally, what is your favorite strain right now? Or if you're not a flower guy, what is your favorite cannabis infused product? No, I'm a flower guy. Uh, you look like a and flower guy. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'll take that as a compliment, I guess. Yeah, but, I'm um, a flower girl. <laughs> okay. Um, but I'm definitely... I really only like smoking Skywalker OG or just really heavy Indicas. And, um, you know, when I was younger, I only smoked Sativas. I only smoked Jack Herrera and Blue Dream and kind of those kind of strains. And now it's kind of like... I'll try these other new exotic strains that come out, but they all just... I don't know. Everyone says they taste so good and they smell so good. And to me, I just like the smell of good, like, weed, like a good OG. So, yeah. I don't know. My dad grows, in my opinion, the best Skywalker in the Valley. And that says a lot because there's a lot of good Skywalker in the Valley. But um, that's, that's what I like to smoke. All right. Right on. <laughs> so, do you have a highly responsible tip for the listeners of Casually Baked, the podcast that you Highly responsible? Yes. Somebody who, because these are newbies, these are people onboarding, or they're trying to shift their use from recreational, I'm using air quotes because we know that's a silly word for cannabis, but they're trying to use it as in a cannabis for wellness way. So like, sure. what what's something that you've learned that you can pass on sure. to them? So my tip is not only for the newcomers, but also 
the more experienced friends of the newcomers. Um, when it's someone's first time, don't try and get them super stoned and really high because that's how you ruin someone's experience with cannabis and you make them never want to do anything with the plan again. And they think we're all crazy. Um, it's, it's like, you know, I, I had some friends when I was younger and, um, you know, when it was someone's first time, you'd roll the biggest blunt and it's like, they don't need the biggest blunt. They don't even need a blunt. They no. need a little they hit need, like, out of something. Hits. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean... That's like my biggest advice is when you're starting, just make sure you're not getting too ahead of yourself because you're going to ruin the whole experience. And on top of that, everyone has a different tolerance. I can consume cannabis and go to the gym and work out and play basketball and lift weights and do all that good stuff. And, you know, some people like my dad, if he smokes, he falls asleep. So he doesn't smoke till the end of the night. Yeah. And what I will say is, you know, everyone is different. So just because you can do something, don't think everyone else can do that. And I tell people all yeah. the time, we are all precious snowflakes. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for hanging out. I'm glad that, that we met. It's a, it's a small world, this cannabis space. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And this is awesome. And good luck with everything because I think this is something that's needed and it's going to help educate a ton of people. So right on. I give you a pat on the back and thank you for having me. Thanks. Good morning, Sunshine. Good morning. Thank you so much for calling me this morning because I I do think it's important to share what your thoughts were on the event because, you know, most people don't know that you were my customer avatar when I was creating Casually Baked and, you know, just getting the feedback of a mom with two young kids and, you know, an entrepreneur and having your own business and being a discerning shopper and really caring about health and fitness and wellness and being a skeptic of cannabis, I want my listeners to hear what your takeaway was from going to your very first cannabis event with me. Thank you. Skeptic is definitely, I would underline that because I feel like there's so much out there that it's hard to really wrap your head around it and it's hard to really know I don't know, like what's real or what's just, you know, you see things uh, like on Instagram or something that's like health benefits of this, of like turmeric. And you're like, really? So I could just have as much turmeric as I can and that's going to be good for me. So I feel like cannabis is kind of like that too, where it's really hard to know what's real and what's not. For me coming there, I was just blown away. First and foremost, the space was, incredible. I thought just clean and chic and very modern. I don't know what I thought it would be, but I was really impressed by that. Then meeting so many different people in this cannabis industry, I mean, it was just all walks of life and all different types of business entrepreneurs, business people that are in the cannabis industry. Some of them are dressed in suits. Some of them are not. They're just in jeans and just laid back. But I personally am open-minded, so I don't really judge people on that. But I think a lot of people do, and they hear like, oh, I'm in the cannabis industry, or they just think about weed in California, and I'm going, I'm basing this solely on like my Texas roots. But they would think, and no offense to Texans, but they would think maybe (laughs) like California hippies, you know, like there's a lot of dreadlocks, a lot of smoke, no shoes. 
but that wasn't the case at all. It's all very professional people, and I just thought that was super cool. I mean, it, it just felt very professional, and do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's the people were professional, and I, I was watching your face when they were telling their stories about how they got into the industry and why they got into the industry and what inspires them to keep going. And I think those little things are what gets missed a lot. People don't get to see the faces behind these brands or the people behind the flower. And so I think being able to showcase that stuff and kind of show the the human side and the inspiration and the motivation behind cannabis. And that was another thing I felt. I've never been to a party where alcohol isn't like the main source of, I don't know, entertainment, really. You go mm-hmm. to the bar, you get your cocktail, and then everybody's loud over, you know, you get that liquid courage and it's just kind of sloppy. You know, it's just, it is what it is. That's how parties are. Yeah. As the evening gets later, it gets more sloppy and listening to people talk and slur the words. Exactly. And it was funny for me because, you know, neither one of us, because we were trying to stay focused and do our thing, uh, participated in any cannabis products or smoking or anything. So I've had the privilege of like really getting to watch how the night unfolded as it got later you know, it wasn't sloppy. (laughs) There was no one like stumbling out the front, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I just felt, felt safer. Like I just, I felt like more people were in tune and it, the the energy was completely positive. Like there was no one crying in the corner talking about their recent breakup. Everybody (laughs) was, you know, just positive and just like excited to meet each other and listen. I felt like there was a lot of authenticity behind everybody in their conversations, even if they weren't talking about their business and cannabis, they could be talking about anything. And it was just like this genuine interest that everybody had and everyone was happy. I mean, everybody was laughing obviously, but it just was like, I don't know. It just felt really good. Again, having people, like you said, sit down and say why they're doing what they're doing in this industry. Every single story I could relate to, you know, when, one guy sat down and he said, you know, I was a football player and I got hurt and I was, he was a total skeptic and was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. But then he got, you know, stuck on something else and needed a positive shift that would help him. And I, I felt like that so many people have that and so many people can relate to that. And he just really, his platform was helping people. And I thought that was, awesome. And then you have the next guy. Again, it's like, well, why do you do this? Well, I just want to help people. I want people to know that there's a good way to use cannabis and I want people to feel good about it and see all the health benefits. And I mean, every single person said that. And I felt like that was super positive, uplifting and authentic. They weren't blowing smoke. <laughs> they were really yeah. being, you know, true to why they do this. I feel like if you were to go to anything else and let's say it's like a vodka co-working space, no one (laughs) sits down like, I want people to drink my vodka because I want to make them feel better. (laughs) I want to make them have the benefits of vodka. Yeah, right. Yeah. The story, the story is short there. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I mean, again, I like vodka. So no hating on vodka, but I just felt, I don't know. I just felt like it was really eye-opening for me and positive all the way around. 
from the your experience, do you also feel more confident when you hear about the benefits of cannabis? Does it make more sense to you? Oh, yes, absolutely. I was so tuned in and obviously learning so much from your podcast as well. But I just feel like, yeah, I can have a, a, a conversation about it and feel confident and know the difference between uh, CBD and THC and, you know, be able to talk to other people who were like me that are like, oh, no, 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 I don't believe in, I don't do that or da, 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 and be able to have that conversation with the knowledge that I learned from the other day. Yeah, I was really impressed um, at our pool party at Amy's on mm-hmm. Saturday. I just got to sit back and listen because you started preaching the benefits of cannabis for wellness. So I'm like, well, she she did listen up. She learned some stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so the CEO, Jess, was another inspiring piece of that night. I don't know what a CEO of the cannabis co-working space is supposed to look like or be like or present themselves, but she was so graceful and smart and put together and warm and welcoming. I mean, as soon as you walked in, she was like, hey, you know, just nice to everybody, looked forward to meeting people and talking about their businesses and excited to have people there. And I thought that was just really awesome. Yeah, she's definitely a good human. She is a good human and she's a female. And I thought that was another thing. I was like, yes. Yeah, girl power. Like girl power. And she's obviously just gorgeous. But I, after sitting down with her and having just a little bit of time with her, you could tell that she's just as pretty on the inside as she is on the outside. I was excited about that too. Being like, yeah, this is a female who's just empowering this and other females and kind of changing this industry for the good. Yes. I felt really good at the event and leaving. And I just, I appreciated our conversation in the car so much. Instead of me trying to explain that to the listeners, I just thought, fuck it. I need to get her on the phone. She needs to tell them for herself. So thank you. I know you're busy and you've got a day off before school starts and a thousand things going on yourself. So I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me for a minute. Absolutely. My pleasure. And scene. <laughs> I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one. Thank you to Jess, Alice, Chancellor, Sergey, and Sam for sharing your stories. I hope, like Jen, this episode of Cannabis Spaces and Faces opened your mind to the possibilities of pot and the motivating factors behind the evolving cannabis industry and culture. Be sure to check out the podcast show notes at casuallybake.com for links to these gondrepreneurs and their brands featured on today's podcast. If social media is your jam, you can find me at at casuallybaked on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm ramping up my video games, so please be patient with me as I figure it out. The video I wanted to share of Steep Hill Mendo last week gave me motion sickness trying to edit it. So, (laughs) yeah, if you were looking for that on YouTube, I failed. But what can I say? I mean, I lose so I can improve. Oh, I'm a work in progress, people. We had a hard time.
As always, if you learned something, I hope you'll share this episode with a can of curious friend, colleague, or family member. And if you'd like to chat with me live, I encourage you to sign up for your free 15-minute casually baked consult. I love to talk pot and indulge can of curiosities. So simply go to casuallybaked.com and click on the big gray schedule appointment button at the top of your screen. We had a time together. Casually Baked the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Ooh. And last, but certainly not least, I'm fired up to report that the podcast is gaining serious momentum, and I'll soon be incorporating sponsors onto the show. Don't worry, I'm a corporate storyteller, so I promise to add relevant brands that add value to your listening experience. If you know a brand or business that would be perfect baked right in, email me at ask at casuallybaked.com. It takes a village, people. Thank you for being a- Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on Podcon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at thetalkinghedgepodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Part of mine.